Hello everyone and welcome back to more Knowing Wheel, episode 95 of your favourite Formula 1 podcast. We return as always and apparently I've got to introduce him straight away otherwise I'll get told off. As always, Jamie183 is with me. How how are we doing mate? I'm good. I'm very pleased that I got an introduction before Pascal Verline this week. So we're on the up and it's all going well. Well, Jamie, I've got exciting news for you. We're going to be welcoming a special guest today. It is, in fact, no, Pascal Verland's not no, here. He's not here. Um, Sorry to get your hopes up. Everyone. No, sadly, <laughs> sadly, yeah. We, we will get Pascal on the show, though, at some point in the future, I reckon. When, when we branch out into Formula E uh, down yeah. the line. But actually, Jamie, did, did you watch the Formula E at the weekend? I think I can already guess your answer. Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I, was, I, I wasn't I, expecting you did. I saw uh, some people tweeting about it, if that counts, but no. No, no, I did not. Fair Who enough. won? Who won the race? It, Van Dorn? It was Jake Hughes. Oh, wow. Isn't he like 31? Not Jake Hughes, Jake Dennis, sorry. Ah, okay. The other Jake. <laughs> so, did you watch it then? I'm assuming you watched either. it if you, know, if you almost know who won. I did watch most of it. Uh, did you also see as well on the podium they got the wrong United uh, Kingdom flag? I did not. That's a classic top gear. <laughs> was it on upside down or something? No, they just didn't have the bit with all the, with the Northern Irish stripes. Oh, how did they manage that? That's a really bad error. I have no idea. Well, I don't know how they've found a flag without yeah. it, but it is what it is. Um, that's got to be up there for our quickest tangent onto random things. <laughs> this is still actually a Formula One podcast uh, rather than Formula E, but it's been a weirdly quiet news week, hasn't it, Jamie? We've had a few bits and pieces go on, a couple of big stories... But a lot of it in the moment is just kind of speculation as yeah. we look towards the first race, or winter testing even, I should say, before that. And of course, before that is car reveals. Two more dates have been revealed this week. Red Bull coming in very, very early with a February 3rd release, Jamie. What do we make of that? Yeah, I think Red Bull are one of these teams who never show their hand until they absolutely have to, usually in, in the first race weekend proper. So it will probably be a car without well just a livery reveal effectively on a, on a stock car um and potentially they they like dabbling with messed up liveries which should be quite fun to uh to no one's surprise it's always gone by the first or the second test usually definitely by the first race weekend um but yes. it'd be interesting if they do go for something crazy like a camo bull or the what was it the red and black one that one year as well so we'll wait and see it seems yeah. very early though but obviously they've got reason to be confident after back-to-back drivers championships and well their first constructors in a long time in 2022 so they're hoping to kick on release a car that's going to dominate f1 again hopefully well no maybe not hopefully but it might do <laughs> jamie's already <laughs> already written off this year no keep watching. Known. um but i mean yeah uh, february 3rd though i found it quite interesting that of course red bull as well have announced their car's going to be unveiled in new york just like alpha towery I'm a little bit surprised they don't just do it together, but I still feel like there's this bit, isn't there, inside Red Bull and AlphaTauri at the moment that they kind of want people to believe they're not just the same team. Um, yeah, but yeah, definitely. Like, I think an AlphaTauri and Red Bull launch would be quite cool, don't you? Yeah, I think that's happened in the past, hasn't it? When the, back when they were, I guess Toro Rosso never really did launches, just because they didn't have a reason to. Um, they just and they were normally just Red Bull's car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But ever since they've branched off into AlphaTauri, obviously they're using that team effectively as marketing for the clothing brand. So yes. it does make sense from a marketing point of view to have two different events just 
for the more more PR basically. Um, but it'd be cool to see them together. Which yeah, but the Aftari events are always a bit crazy. So maybe Red Bull want to distance themselves a little bit from that. But um, I can't imagine Max Verstappen trotting down a catwalk in the same way that Gasly and Sonoda did in the past. <laughs> Put it that way. No. No, I think I think Sonoda often had quite a bit of fun with those sorts of yeah. things. Maybe, maybe enjoyed it more than he let on. Um, but yeah, I mean, Red Bull coming in then, 3rd of February. In fact, both car reveals this week, actually, are earlier than any other we've seen so far. Williams, as well, have confirmed theirs is going to be on the 6th of February. Now, it is quite interesting when you look down all the livery reveal locations or car reveals it's most of them are going to be livery reveals to be honest obviously you've got new york and new york for red bull and Tari, like we said mclaren of course are going to be launching at the mtc mercedes and aston martin are both launching at silverstone alpine is in london ferrara is yet to be confirmed williams they're probably going to host a 480p stream online <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. it, it, it is online their car <laughs> reveal i don't know why they're not hosting a proper event but it is what it is I guess for them, um, but I mean Williams as well. February the sixth again. It's earlier than a lot of teams, but I suppose they can then watch other teams closely and sort of see uh, how things are progressing as well. You know, it was it always to me, isn't it? Twenty seventeen, wasn't it? When a few of the teams, I can never remember the name of it, had over the engine cover, wasn't it? Like the huge shark fin. And it was quite uh, clear that then the teams that were revealing cars after them kind of just stuck one on and hoped yeah, that it worked. Yeah, a massive square shark fin on the back wing, on the airbox. But yeah, I mean, Williams, I mean, there was one year when they released, they were releasing their car through an app and then people just oh, went yeah. into Google Inspect and found the livery well early. <laughs> yes, I remember shambles. that now. I think it was 2019. Um, yes, yeah, I think so. 2019 rings a bell because that was the rocket one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, which then changed. Uh, oh no, that was the year after 2020 when it changed. Yes, uh, yeah. Before well, Williams are still one. chasing them for money, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Rockets still haven't paid Williams what they were owed. Um, but there is other exciting news coming from Williams this week, isn't there, Jamie? And news that I don't think any of us no. were going to be expecting. James Vowles has left Mercedes and has gone over to Williams. Yeah, and it's a bit of a step up for him, obviously. I think he was uh, head of strategy at Mercedes um, or something high up like that. And he's now gone to team principal at Williams. So it is, in theory, a promotion. I don't know what you would prefer to be in in versus like in charge of a less successful team or quite high up in a successful team. It's difficult to tell. But if he is able to... uh, like turn that team around get it in the right direction it's probably a really good platform for his career as a technical director because yeah he's still quite young i think he's probably under 50 which is fairly young for a team principal um yeah yeah that's a very good point isn't it i was yeah. gonna say he's not quite young in my eyes but it is what it is but i mean james valves of course has been around you know mercedes braun gp all those guys is for the better part of 20 years yeah he's only 43 jamie oh wow yeah well under 50 so we're he was in Formula One when we were. He was pretty much in Formula One when we were born, which is quite impressive. Wow! Or however, well, and how old we are now? Yeah, how old we are um, now is more he, worrying. I think. Is more worrying. Yeah, we could be in Formula One instead. We're sat at home talking about it. Well, um, but <laughs> less <laughs> of the existential crisis. Me? I do well. Have you got something to tell me? Do I have something to tell you? Um, no, apart from there's a quiz regarding Williams. Which may be a good time. There is now. a quiz regarding Williams. Do we want to, to do that now? We have got one other piece of news about Williams, haven't we? Yeah, go for the news first, and then I'll, I'll interject. We'll, we'll go through the news in a few minutes, and then you'll interject once again. 
Um, but I mean, yeah, of course, James Valls, you know, he comes from a lot of experience inside Mercedes. You know, we'll see nine constructors championships when you include the one he won at Braun. Yeah. Uh, eight drivers championships as well. You know, it's it's not a bad track record. I think Williams will be quite a big step up. But honestly, for them, I feel like it's probably a really good move. Of course, I it, it's go one of two ways, won't it? Either he'll be able to sort of bring a lot of what he's seen has made Mercedes very successful to Williams, or I'm a bit worried that it'll be a bit like the last big name that went yeah. from Mercedes to Williams, of course, that being Paddy Lowe, and that pretty much ended before it began, didn't it? Yeah, he was put on gardening leave fairly quickly, and it never really came back. So hopefully, for Val's sake, it's not like that, and it will go better than what happened to Paddy Lowe, but I think for Mercedes, obviously, he gets a lot of criticism for the strategies that Mercedes pull off. But generally, Mercedes have been quite okay at strategies. It's just, you know, all the Valtteri is James stuff is about James Valls. All of the missed opportunities to undercut when he had a 2v1 in 2021 all the time last year. Um, yeah, I guess he is memed on quite a lot, but I think he's a very creditable guy and will offer a lot to Williams. And I think Mercedes will... They won't be better for his departure, but they're a big enough team that they can recruit well or promote from within and replace them in a in a very good way I'm sure yes yeah exactly exactly and of course the other big news potential big news this is what we mean about speculation this yeah. week is well I've, I've literally just had to check Twitter again to make sure nothing has been announced we're recording this at 5pm UK time here on Monday Porsche Jamie have changed up their Instagram I don't know if you've seen this I saw the, the rumours of it on Twitter, but I didn't actually see the evidence. So, what what's happened, basically, is Porsche or Porsche's Formula E Instagram account, everything got wiped. And they, like I said, they deleted pretty much everything off the account. They left one video on there with today's date with just a little bit of sort of, it looked like pretty non-assuming footage. Someone on Reddit has gone through that footage frame by frame. <laughs> of course they and have. And they think... <laughs> They think, I mean, it was always going to be someone on Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they think they have found a frame that I will give them credit where it's due closely resembles the silhouette of Frank Williams. Right. So, are we conspiracy going to see city. Porsche Williams? Uh, what I did see was Williams put out a statement, didn't they? Of like basically saying it's not like they basically denied it, but said if if they want to we're open basically <laughs> which so yeah yeah it's a bit weird it's kind of like there wasn't really much rumblings like it was a very very minor piece of conspiracy off reddit so the f1 teams are very within their right to just ignore it and move on if they wanted to williams have clearly drawn attention to it when it didn't really need to which makes me think there may be some truth to it this is what I was going to say. Williams were quite clever with the wording of that statement. They All they said was Williams was not up for sale. Mm. Never did they mention they won't sort out an engine deal. Yeah. Never did they mention they won't take on big sponsors. And never did they say part of the team wasn't for sale. Mm. And of course, you know, we, we sort of look back at whether Porsche will still want a deal like they tried to get with Red Bull. You know, 50% stake in the team uh, would not be bad going. And there's even a third wheel to this little love, whatever we're going to call this. Gulf Oil, as well, have confirmed, obviously, that they've, they've... I mean, it was kind of well known anyway that their alliance with McLaren ended at the end of last year. That might mean we see some different McLaren, McLaren liveries in the future as well. 
Could we get Porsche Williams Golf Oil? I mean, have you ever seen some of the old Golf Oil Porsches? They I are have, yeah. beautiful, yeah. beautiful paint schemes. I would love to see a Formula One car uh, that looks like that. You know, again, it was very reminiscent of the McLaren we saw at Monaco yeah. 2021. But having, uh, sorry, yeah, 2021. But having a car that looks like that on the grid every week, I would quite happily take, whether it's at the back or not. And I think, honestly. Out of the three, it's probably the best move for Williams. <laughs> looking yeah. at it, because they are probably still the ones that desperately need the help. Yeah, and if Williams got like a big manufacturer like that to be part of their team, that would sort them right out in terms of future. Because for uh, many years now, kind of like even back into the two thousands, they they've ever since they departed BMW, really, they've never really had a solid title sponsor. They've just kind of been going from one minor company to another i guess martini were there for a while but eventually they left and like they've been with and rbs were in for a little RBS, while weren't they? yeah but they've not had a massive car manufacturer who's in for the long haul like they did with bmw no. i guess ironically bmw were only with them for about two years but um yeah it would be it would be cool it'd be really cool for williams if they could get porsche into into the uh, family but we'll have to wait and see it's obviously speculative very much so we're deep into winter so the most minor things on reddit uh, we get on the podcast <laughs> exactly exactly i i did notice something else there as well quickly jamie that i just wanted to check with you uh obviously talking about that porsche or porsche sorry oh apologies have i done a mistake <laughs> <laughs> do, do you say porsche or do you say porsche i think I'm i intrigued. don't i've never really given it much thought so i just go between you, you just go between you because i definitely heard a lot of porsche there it's, yeah it's maybe i do porsche i do say mind. porsche and what what are you saying well, I'm saying you need to get your head out of your bum. It's Porsche. Um, <laughs> Let us know in the comments, do, do you you... Team Porsche or Team Porsche. Exactly, exactly. Or like the brilliant comment I saw from someone once along those lines where someone went, it's literally in a comment on a video, they went, it's pronounced Porsche, not Porsche. <laughs> I was like, how am I meant to know what you mean yeah. by this? Um, but Jamie, it, uh, we're bringing back the quizzes. Jamie suddenly reminded me, of course, that normally on the podcast we run a quiz. You were up this week then, Jamie. What are you going to hit me with? Yeah, so on the theme of Williams, Formula One team, uh, it took a little bit of time to compile the list, but it's a very broad category. So there are oh, 25 no. drivers to have scored a podium position for Williams, Formula oh. One team since they debuted. Oh. You oh. have two minutes, because there's a lot of answers, to name as many as you can and try and get as close to 25 as you can your time starts 25. now George Russell Lance Stroll Felipe Massa Valtteri Bottas Nico Rosberg Pastor Maldonado um, doing well alright so far Nakajima never did I don't think bit of an obscure he, he one scored points, uh, yeah I know Ralph Schumacher correct um, Juan Pablo Montoya mm-hmm. uh uh, no, Ayrton Senna never did. Um, Damon Hill, David Coulthard, Jacques Villeneuve. Yeah. How many am I up to? Uh, there's a lot left. Yeah, I think you've got about oh, yeah. Yeah, nine or ten. Alan Jones? Yep. Keke Rosberg? Yep. Did Nelson Piquet ever race for them? Yeah. I think, yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he won, won a title, title with didn't he? How stupid <laughs> was that? Um, oh, who else? Who else? Who else? Other, other names? Uh, Nigel Mansell? Yep. Um, are, they, are most of them still just from the 80s? There's 10 left. No, you've got a few. Rubens Barrichello. No, 
There's a no, few. There's three from since 2000. Jensen Button? No. Did he not? No, he never even went there, did he? No, um, he did. He debuted at Williams. He did. There's three oh, from 2000. There's one from the 90s, a few from the 80s. <sighs> three from the. I just got to try and get the ones from the 2000s. <laughs> You've I got suppose. 39 seconds. Still got a while. You can be. Ah, oh, this is. I'm panicking. <laughs> um, I already said Rosberg, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, Juan Pablo Montoya, Rubens, uh, sorry, Ralph Schumacher. Who else raced for Williams in the early 2000s? Nick Heidfeld never did, did he? Yeah, he did. He got a podium for them. Did he? He there did get go. a podium That's one for them. There's one of them. Um, I'm trying to think of other drivers that raced for Williams. Oh, there's, I can just see a lot of mustaches from the 80s. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. I don't You're know. You're still missing one world champion. Not for Williams. I'm still missing one world champion. Oh, that raced for him. Yeah. Oh, the time's oh. up. <laughs> oh, that was painful. It got painful towards the... I rattled yeah. off the first few. I was getting yeah, into the swing of very well and, and you, you collapsed. Uh, I did. A bit like Williams after every major rule change. Um, Pretty much, yeah. So, yeah, the ones... So, you got Alex Wurtz, podium in... Lewis oh, first win. such a bizarre F1 yeah. career. Uh, Mark Webber got a podium. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, Heinz Howard Frentzen in 98 oh, of course. or 7, I believe. Yep, uh, 98. Alan Prost got a podium for Williams, apparently. Oh, yeah, he won a, yeah, he won a world title with Williams. Oh, did he? I forgot about that. Yeah, 1993. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I, re- yeah. I remember the Senna didn't, but I completely forgot Prost the yeah, year before. Uh, oh, no. Thierry Bootsen, Ricardo oh, Petrazzi. Oh, I should have got that. Carlos Reutemann. Uh, should have got that. Clay Regazzoni. Oh, I probably wouldn't have got that. Jacques Lafitte, and that is all of them. Jacques Lafitte. How so, many did I get then? Oh, I've just deleted. Hang on, let me undo. <laughs> uh, so you missed nine. So you got 16. 16? That's not I'll bad. take that. What's that? That's 64%. Yeah. I will absolutely take Well done. That's a 2-2. 2-1. Two, 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 <laughs> is that a 2-1? Is it a yeah. university? Well I'll done. get a 2-1 in my university of the history That's about what I got in my degree, so fair play. There we go. I'm, I'm as good at Jamie as his degree, and I didn't know what the question was. Um, going back to other Formula One news, then, Jamie, it really has been a bizarrely slow week, hasn't it? For the Indeed. most part, uh, we're still waiting on Haas and Alfa Romeo for their car reveal launch dates. Uh, so that should be quite yeah, exciting. Yeah, Haas are usually very early. Well, Haas, I feel like, often announce late but release early. Yeah, they announce it like a day before, and it's like, oh, our car's getting released tomorrow, by the way. And no one really cares. But there we go. And it's usually just online, like a tweet, basically. <laughs> they don't do like Pretty a Pretty much, or yeah. And Alfa Romeo is generally really late. Um, so based on previous well, I mean, years. Alfa Romeo kind of got leaked last year, didn't it? Because it was going around Fiorano. Yeah, yeah. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, another exciting, thing that happened this week. Exciting times. A bit of drama. Oh. I don't. I, it's not actually in the notes, but I've remembered about it. Drama in the okay. sim racing world, with uh, oh yes, Max Verstappen was racing in what was it? The iRacing twenty four hours of something. No, oh Jamie, if you're gonna, oh, do you want sorry. me just to tell you can the story? do it? You know more than me. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was virtual Le Mans this weekend, and I don't know whether you know about this as well, Jamie, but virtual Le Mans. Quarter of a million dollar prize pool basically right. is is strapped to this race. It means quite a lot for sim racers, you know, for those big teams, everything like that. Now, I think if I if my counting's correct, they've done four of these races now on I on R Factor, including this weekend. Three of them have been DDoSed. 
<laughs> at some point or another. It was only last year's race that didn't. Right. It's just been an absolute disaster. So like you said, Max Verstappen, he's come out saying he's not going to do it again. Completely fair enough. The problem... I mean, one of the many problems with it, of course, was they've come out going, it's not fair, it should never have been DDoSed, one streamer must have leaked the IP. You could you could access the IP address on Steam. <laughs> it was literally right there. I could literally go on there right now and find the IP address if yeah. I wanted. Like, that's just how R-Factor 2 servers work. You could just find IP addresses for any yeah. server you like. It's, pretty it's much ridiculous. But anyway, Verstappen obviously had this... Was it a disconnect for his team? Yes. Well, um, he had screen freezes, first of all, mm. and then a disconnect. So he didn't even bin it himself this year. <laughs> he just got he got wrecked by the game this time. Yeah, around. and then people have been obviously discussing... I saw Roman Grosjean offered his opinion that uh, it's just well, like a mechanical DNF. The opinion DNF. is strong. Do, so, do you know why he said that, Jamie? Well, because he's sponsored, isn't he? Or he's got an esports team. He's paid yeah. fat paychecks by Motorsport <laughs> Game to be a brand ambassador. Yeah. So, of course, he's going to back them up. I mean, I don't know whether how much else about... I mean, you've, you've set me off on the rant now, Jamie, about Motorsport <laughs> Go ahead. Games. It's a nightmare. Honestly, it's an absolute nightmare. They've bought out so many licenses. We were meant to be getting an IndyCar game and a NASCAR game this year. Both of them have been scrapped. We're meant to get a British touring car game at some point. There's no sign of that coming anytime soon. They've just lobbed the cars into our factor, so no one that ever wants to use it on console gets a chance. Basically, what they've done is they've gone round paying off motorsport companies to buy out exclusivity deals and then can't build a game around them. <laughs> They're just absolutely pooing on the floor. And it's so frustrating. So frustrating. Yeah, especially because if iRacing your job is could do a make- decent job. Especially if your job is to make content on F1 games or motorsport games. Well, <laughs> F1's alright, luckily. Must be pretty it seems like F1 is one of the only places untouched by it. But, yeah. I mean, I've got a few mates that make NASCAR gameplay videos. And, like they've said, like they're not expect- they're basically now not expecting a, mo- a game in 2023 either. So they happen to play like NASCAR games from like five years ago. Like, imagine if we had to jump back onto F1 2016. Actually, I'd love that. Yeah, that'd be F1 great. F1 2016. <laughs> We'd be balling. But, like, I mean, if you look at the stock price as well... Oh, I saw that. Games, <laughs> Absolutely so tanked. I, I'll, let you, I'll let you into a secret, Jamie. I actually own stock in motorsport games. Oof, that's poor. I, I bought it a long time ago. I think I spent... A, it was it was nothing major. I think I spent, like, 50 quid on it. Or something like that. And what's it My worth 50 now, pounds 5p? is worth uh, about £5. Nice. <laughs> I'm down 90% Decent. since I bought it. Their stock price in the last year has gone from $36 down to $3. Nice. And their stock price since they started, which was only midway through 2021, so it's currently at $3.93, Jamie. Can you guess what it started at? Probably about, like, $3. Nope. Oh, it started high. I don't even know. I don't know how stocks work. They (laughs) opened... Share prices, the original share prices that were publicly tradable, three hundred and fifty dollars. What on earth? Imagine bought you bought in at three hundred and fifty dollars. But uh, but at the time, they were signing deals left, right, and centre. I center. suppose, yeah, they were promised a it lot. It did go they? above three fifty on launch day. I'm pretty certain. I think it peaked out at about three seventy on launch day. Fair. Well, that is definitely not stonks. Uh, it is so not stonks. Unfortunate for anyone who happens to own shares in motorsport games I wouldn't whichever morons people. buy yeah, shares in motorsport that? games yeah exactly exactly I mean it's just 
this, I feel this is why I'm allowed to be passionate about it because I, you know, I'm part of the. Well, I don't want to be associated with the company. <laughs> I own, I own a share of the company, but it's just an absolute just. I, I don't want to swear. I don't want to swear on the show, but it no, is don't do it. such a disaster. Everything that's going on with it, and I mean, Virtual Le Mans as well, of course. You know, you don't really sim race much anymore. I know. I mean, we only met each other through sim racing. Like that's that's like we wouldn't be doing this now. That's why I stopped. Exactly. Yeah. So you won't meet more morons like me (laughs) by shares in motorsport games. But I mean, that was what nearly seven years ago now. Like sim racing does genuinely bring people together. You know, you create friendships through it. And motorsport games, like a lot of people, will have tuned into Virtual Mon this year because they'll have been new into Formula One. And they thought, I haven't got much else to do over the winter. Formula E, don't know what that is, don't want to watch. I'll watch Max Verstappen tear it around Le Mans. And he, he obviously, Max, quite rightly, spent a lot of the time just moaning because it completely screwed him. You know, like he said, he, it wouldn't surprise me because we both know how just ridiculously dedicated he is to sim racing. Whether he pretty much got home from Abu Dhabi at the end of last year, took a few days off and just went straight yeah. into practicing for this. Like, he will have spent a good month and a half practicing and just for it to get taken away through no fault of his own. As well, they were changing the rules as the race went on, so I can't remember which well, team it he's was. He's probably quite used to that, isn't he? Well, I'm sure, yeah, sometimes <laughs> it works for him, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but, like, for example, other teams, if they disconnected, they were allowed their laps back. Redline weren't, for whatever reason. Mm. They simply were told, yeah, you're not getting your laps back, you're disconnected, you're out the, of it. Yeah, uh, race director it's must just... be a Hamilton fan. Well, possibly. Possibly, with a bit of luck. Um, but it just... <laughs> frustrating beyond belief just everything that went on with it and it just puts a dampener on sim racing motorsport games are simply not good for the community at the moment they desperately need to work out what's going on or just i mean they're not going to give another company a chance because of course why ever would they they? everyone will just flock back to iRacing and they'll absolutely just wipe the floor with them i mean iRacing's not perfect they get issues with ddos attacks and things like that in the past, but it's a lot better than R Factor. And I don't want to say that because I'm not a fan of how dominant iRacing is in the scene mm. either. I want to see more games getting a fair shot at things. Yeah. Well, that was a nice round. I that, appreciate I have nothing to add. I haven't played an F1 game in probably about two and a half years. So let's get you back. <laughs> no, not let's that long. Get you back Maybe on. not that I don't know if it's that long. But, let's get, let's yeah. get you back on for a knowing wheel cult career mode on F123, I reckon. F1 2016, that's a deal. F- we, I, we are so <laughs> tempted to do an F1 2016 cult career mode. As long as I can use be... assists and a pad. <laughs> okay, that seems fair. That seems going to beat you again like I did um, in uh, China, 20, season 12. Okay, that, those two races you beat me on F1 2016. <laughs> Anything else though to add, Jamie? I mean, it has been like we said, such a slow news week this week. But we we kind of just wanted to get a podcast out. I mean, we could talk about WTF one, couldn't we? Of course, I don't really now care, that well, <coughs> Jamie. I mean, we've we've got to ask the question, haven't we? Of course, with everything that's gone on with WTF one, how much are we willing to sell the brand knowing we <laughs> for? I reckon we sell for no less than five million pounds. I think that's probably fair. If anyone's got five mil, wants to buy us out. And they want to buy and, us out. Go and do you it. Can, you can have the brand. I would absolutely <laughs> we've, we've sell myself for five mil. We've named our price. You'll sell yourself <laughs> for five mil. You're going to get some different offers in your yeah, games, mate. I didn't say that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but there we go. Right, we've named our price for Knowing Wheel as well. But I, I guess that's going to wrap us up then for this week, Jamie. It's it's certainly been an interesting show. You know, a bit of change 
from the norm. But thank you all so much for listening as always. If you have enjoyed, please do make sure you leave a like, get yourself subscribed. And yeah, I guess we'll be back very, very soon then with more Knowing Wheel.